Stand by. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Abricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Abricubicularist. Today, my friends, is Internet Day. Combining Fridays and Internet? Are you serious? Shut the front door! I am serious, and the front door will remain open. <laughs> Something I like to say at the top of every show, with the exception of internet days, is that there will be spoilers, folks, please. Oh, no, no, wait, I don't say it on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. However, when you consider the fact that I also say that I don't give spoiler warnings on Friday, Internet days, that in itself is a sort of spoiler warning. Hmm. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. Oh, no. Oh, boy. No. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps. <laughs> oh, you burp. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps podcasts grow and flourish. Flourish. Thank you very, very much for those who have done so. It does not go unnoticed, and it is very much appreciated. One thing that I try to remember to say on Internet Days specifically, however, quite often forget, is that there's an app for this meaning this podcast, available for you, for your listening pleasure, question mark, and convenience exclamation points within the Google Play Android store front area. Uh, for free, did I mention? I think I did, but doesn't hurt saying twice. If, like me, you are using a Android device, a uh, Apple device, which you can do, is head on over to my Podbean website, because the mobile version that the good people over at Podbean have created is very app-like in its form and function if you were to add it to your home screen. So uh, thank you to them. A further, you know what? This is uh, internet-related, so why don't I mention it? Uh, the good people over at Podbean, for some inexplicable reason have decided that this podcast deserves to be on their featured page within the comedy section. So uh, that's pretty cool. I, I'm not quite sure what it's going to mean for the podcast, but it's not a bad thing by any means. There is, I believe, two, four, six, I think there's ten different podcasts that are quote-unquote featured podcasts within the comedy section, and this is one of them. Hey, I am happy, happy happy to announce that, and it is, uh, you know, good uh, good podcasty things, happenings, and things brewing coming down the pipeline that I will not get into right now, but you will just have to wait and see, or rather listen, as this is a audio-only format, although I suppose you could look at the speaker that these words are coming out of, and would that make it a visual component? Mm, no, probably wouldn't. Probably... Probably wouldn't. 
Okay, that was a lot of preamble. More preambleness than I normally do's, does. So I better hop right in to this first internet day after my two-week hiatus there. So uh, what I thought I would do is bring back a couple of uh, things I brought back before, maybe dashes of new items, just sort of, you know, mix it up a little bit. <laughs> Item the first is a big think, because within the Liberal Cube we love a little big think. It makes our thinking larger than normal. The title of this big think, and my next item is a TED Talk, and I should just say on the note of big things, big thinks and TED Talks, I listen, sorry, I watch the ones in which the title jumps out at me, and I think, wow, what the hell does that mean? For example, love is the product of lousy neurons, is the title of this one. What the hell does that mean? Love makes the world go round. So how um, does that have anything to do with neurons within our brains? Well, it sort of goes down to and breaks down to the fact that despite uh, human beings being a quote-unquote intelligent race and are seemingly getting more and more intelligent as years progress, our brains, the sort of very makeup of our brains and how they work, has not really changed too much since uh, the first humans existed. So, uh, our brains are actually not very efficient which uh, I was unaware of, which uh, is kind of ironic when you think about it. I was, my brain was unaware that it was inefficient. That's not very efficient right there. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of energy goes into it. Uh, a lot of this energy is wasted. And uh, part of this inefficiency means that human beings as a species, the, the children, the rearing of children, once born have the sort of longest childhood which uh, makes sense when you think about it. Like when you think of like a dog or a cow or really a, any other animal, that baby is going to be up and close to full grown and adult fairly quickly compared to human beings where uh, he pointed out our brains are not actually factually fully developed until we're 20 years old. So very, very interesting. And that all has to do with the inefficiency of our brains and how they are so large and a myriad of other things, which he explains is why marriage exists. What? How does he make that leap? Well, because of our inefficiency of brains and having to rear children for longer, much, much longer times, uh, it developed within humans as a species that uh, it is beneficial for a uh, uh, a man and a woman, or a group of people, to, I guess marriage is the, Christ, is the correct word, but uh, another way to look at it is sort of take the initiative to stick together over the course of uh, rearing this child. Uh, the speaker of this big think, who of course I didn't write down his name because of my name curse, that causes me to forget names uh, combined with forget to write them down. Mm -hmm. Yes, that curse. Uh, he mentioned that every single human society that has ever existed and has evidence of its existence that has been found has had some form or another of marriage, and that is not sort of a coincidence. Now, the one thing I didn't really get of this talk is, is he just equating marriage with love, which I, I guess he is. 
that sort of drive to uh, stay together and take care of our children, which is a form of love, I suppose? Hmm. That's the connection I didn't quite make, because I guess I was thinking romantic love more as opposed to what I think he is thinking, which is love of a child, uh, love of a mate for the reason that you are rearing a child, that kind of idea. Still, very, very interesting, as big thinks always are. Let's move on to a TED Talk. Again, the title here, just friggin' pulling me in, making it nigh impossible to not listen to it, watch it, I mean, since I should mention, perhaps, these are both available on YouTube for free for your viewing pleasure. One in the uh, Big Think YouTube channel, one on the TED Talk YouTube channel, duh, even. Uh, before I get into this title, ooh, that was a bit of a tease, I'm going to stop and get a coffee because I am Dog Ta Boss, as, um, you know, the Green Mile, this movie that was set in it. Uh, maybe this coffee will cause me to tell better uh, jokes than that, but don't count on it. I will be back in a moment. Editing. 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 On the road again. Road again. Oh, that was the On the Road Again remix. Thank you for that voice box. Uh, the lovely and talented Jordan, who works at the coffee shop that I frequent uh, once a week, maybe twice a week, was uh, once again lovely and talented. Thank you for that coffee, Jordan. <laughs> That's my name as well. Uh, but she is a girl with big boobs, whereas I am a guy with just small boobs, you know. Big think title, I mean TED Talk title. <laughs> and that's always fun to say, please, for the love of God, say it for yourself, TED Talk title, TED Talk title, is why our universe exists on a knife edge. What? Oh my God. Uh, this talk started out with, speaking of the Higgs boson, which is very, very exciting and incredibly difficult to explain, and for that reason, understand. Uh, one... It's sort of this weird, weird thing that's... I don't think I'm alone in this fact that for some reason I very, very much like physics. Like the study of physics and knowing things going on within the physics field. However, that being said, it's a lot of it is above me and makes zero sense. Higgs boson is one of those things, and I have searched out videos explaining it and have a sort of mediocre grasp of what it is. But uh, that's all I've been able to do. My brain just will not wrap itself around this fascinating matter that gives things mass. Yeah. Uh, this sort of spoke of that, but talked of something called the Higgs field. And this is interesting and somehow easier to understand. Uh, and let me, let me boil it down like this. Like water, water can exist in several states. For example, liquid in solid, the Higgs field, the field that permeates the universe, can exist in two states as well. One is just sort of your standard Higgs field that is keeping matter together and keeping it from flying apart or imploding in on itself. So thank you for that Higgs field. And the other is something called the 
ultra-dense Higgs field. Now, uh, I think the sort of the, the summation here is that areas of this ultra-dense Higgs field exist within our universe. However, if a sort of quantum tunneling occurs, huh, <laughs> then this ultra-dense Higgs field would then permeate the entire universe. All things permeated by this field. Uh, somehow, some way, through math, which I am, I am horrible at math, and perhaps that is one of the reasons why I have trouble with certain areas of physics. Uh, they have calculated when this will occur. Now, the the good news is it's so long that we don't have to worry about it. The mediocre news is that it's so long that we'll all be dead, and the entire uh, Earth and solar system will be destroyed by that point. It is 10 to the power of 100 years from now. The current standard, let's call it Higgs field, that holds the universe together will turn through quantum tunneling into this ultra-dense field, which will mean basically that everything will fly apart to its constituent parts, and eventually, within this field, the only uh, particle that can even exist is hydrogen. So that's pretty fucked up. Literally, in 10 to the power of 100 years, the only thing that will exist will be hydrogen atoms? That's just sort of mind-blowing. The uh, quantum tunneling that they mention, that's another one of those little uh, would need to study further in order to understand. However, don't have time to study quantum tunneling because I'm on my way to work where I will do eight hours of said work and then, uh, you know, meet you back here as I do for at least two more items, potentially more. We'll see. I may even make this a extended edition just because uh, I kind of have the time and because I was on two weeks of podcasting hiatus. The interwebs have bombarded me with awesomeness that has been hard to keep bottled up. So, you know, we'll see. Play it by ear, play it by ear, as we do. For now, though, I will say, as I do, from time to time, Oh my glove, look at her butt. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Well, well, etc. That was a day of work, and there is no goddamn denying it. Because this is a internet day, I suppose I could show a show. Show and tell. Share is what I meant to say, but change it to show and tell for some reason. And on an audio podcast only, showing is not conducive to good. Oh boy. Derail it. Anyways, what I was going to say on a fra internet day, haha, that rhymes, is that uh, I had a good joke at work today and thought I would share it here because it is kind of sort of, kind of sort of internet related in that. I got, for my little, teeny little nephew, a LeapFrog computer. Uh, it's one of those, like, little kids' laptop thingamajigs. You know, you know what I mean. 
children's computer thing, simulator. Where was I going with this? Oh yes, uh, I joked around in front of folk that uh, I got this new computer for our newest employee, who is young and is the closest to being someone who would use one of these things. And it was amusing, I assure you. My explanation? Probably less amusing. Why don't I have no further preamble and jump back in to the, to the interwebs with a podcast, a new podcast that I do believe I'm going to add to my repertoire, which uh, I feel like I haven't done in a while. Let me explain why I'm doing it, though. If you've listened to many Frock Internet Day episodes, you've probably heard me, geez, maybe dozens of times? Maybe not that many. Lots of times speak of Revision 3, which is a YouTube channel. Adam Sessler appearing hosting on that channel, which is what brought me to that channel. However, while there, I got to know and like and love other people, such as such as Matt Scoville, who uh, is another host, or I should perhaps say was, and a fellow host of videos, video game related on Revision 3. Uh, I say was because recently has decided to uh, move on from Revision 3 and sort of do his own thing. What I was not aware of while watching his awesome videos on Revision 3 is that he had a podcast. He never mentioned it. Oh, modest as well. So I decided since he was leaving, the very least I could do for all the hours of quality free entertainment he has given me is to check out his podcast, and I'm glad I did. Sort of coincidentally, I think, uh, it was their 100th episode. I should perhaps, when saying there, give out the actual factual name of his podcast. It's called The Comedy Button. So obviously right there, it's the potential for it being up my alley is high. I just realized I made a slight error, but uh, I can rectify this in weeks to come. My error is that uh, this podcast, The Comedy Button, is not Max Scoville and Max Scoville alone. He is there with other folk. Nerdy dudes, from the sound of it. And uh, my error is a error that I quite often have, and that is forgetting A, people's names, and B, to write down people's names. In fact, if I do recall, I did so this morning as well and mentioned the name curse that I was put under. Why don't, just on that note, as I like to do from time to time, tell you the details vaguely of the name curse, and that is driving along while receiving a blowjob, ran over a gypsy man whose, whose wife cursed me with the inability to remember names or write them down. The name curse. So I sh- should just say, because I have only listened to one episode, my opinion is perhaps not yet valid. However, my opinion so far is that I very much like it, so uh, I don't think anyone's going to call me out on that opinion too too heavily. Uh, part of the reason of Max Scoville's leaving, and I went on his blog explaining his reasonings and stuff like that, is that he's going to be spending uh, his time and resources on this podcast, so that's kind of interesting, to leave from a YouTube channel that is presumably extremely popularly uh, to go do this podcast, which I, you know what, uh, I'm curious to know, and if anyone out there knows this, you can perhaps 
get a little audience participation and tweet your thoughts or answers to me. Uh, what's more popular, Revision 3, the YouTube channel and the videos posted there, or this podcast? What gets more ears and eyes involved? Uh, I don't know. I think, and this is just sort of a guess and a hunch, that uh, he's going from something in a visual format where he was seen by hundreds of thousands to something that is a audio-only format where he is seen by less than that. Interesting. Had to do with that, had to do with sort of creativity and being able to do his own thing, that kind of idea, which uh, I could totally understand 100% a decision such as that. If I, somehow, some way, probably my thought would be involving the lottery, had the ability to do this podcast for a living, uh, I would certainly do so. Once again, good thing, the boss does not listen, presumably, because, uh, you know, now he would know that if I ever won, it'd have to be, I'd think, mm, over $2 million in the lottery. Then I would uh, quit my job and make podcasting a daily thing I do that I am not doing while driving to and from work, if you will. Hmm. Also, perhaps stand-up comedy. That entices me as well. Anyways, enough about that. What I should do, because I don't want to have to rush through this and my next thing of a jig is uh, get right on into my notes of this podcast, The Comedy Button, which was apparently, I don't know if 100% funded, but at the very least partially funded through Kickstarter. So uh, that's kind of cool. And I think I've seen on Kickstarter other podcasts, but uh, they're usually, I do believe, podcasts that are sort of already in known by many and have already been going for a couple of years, and in order to continue on, they need funds to do so, that sort of idea. So that sort of raises some interesting thoughts and questions. Uh, my sort of podcasting philosophy, which again I've thrown out from time to time, is that do a podcast for uh, 51 to 99% of the reason that you love doing it, which is why I do this one. If for example, I did it 100% because I like doing it. Why would I bother recording it and editing it and posting it? That's why I do the 99% there. Uh, I think the remaining percents can be in the hopes that you A, make money, and B, it becomes a thing that spreads like a virus and many people listen. So those are my sort of philosophies. And I suppose it doesn't have to be any everyone's. People could do a podcast for the reason that they just want to make money even though they hate doing it. But I think that's going to come across. I think it would be extremely difficult for that to not come across in your podcast. Uh, anyways, notes, notes, yes. Uh, and <laughs> some of these notes are going to be good because I think it will give us an idea of some of the topics that this podcast can flow into. And it is a pretty goddamn wide variety and spectrum, which I love because that's sort of for me, what podcasting is all about. You can talk about whatever the hell you want, whenever the hell you want, however the hell you want. Hell, I could uh, speak in a funny voice and talk about ostriches laying eggs right now. Uh, as I just proved. Hmm. So a question such as, do you think within your life, do you think you have watched more porn than you have played video games? Yeah, that's a... Uh, I, I kind of... 
I don't know what to think of this question. Just maybe in circles that I am in. Uh, you know what? No, now I'm kind of thinking that there is potentially people I know who have watched more porn than they've played video games. Yeah. I think there might be, actually. But uh, it's got to be, I assume, the vast majority of people. Well, then you got women. Um, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. I don't know, I don't think any women who I would consider gamers and play games on a regular basis. Not a one. And that saddened me. And I've talked about that before, how, un how unfortunate that fact is. But it is a fact. Yeah, I'm an obvious choice there. Despite the, you know, copious, just... God, like, I'm watching porn right now. Just the copious amounts of porn I watch easily play more video games than watch porn. But again, audience participation, let me know if you are one sort of going the other day, going the other way. Is it just that you never play video games? Or perhaps that you watch just so much porn that it's just ridiculous. Constant boner. Constant boner? Ooh, that might be in the podcast title. We'll see, we'll see. I was going to say, on the same sort of note, and I suppose it is, they spoke a little bit about uh, dinosaur erotica, because that is now a thing. <laughs> and uh, These guys uh, are not the first I've heard speak of this. I forget where I saw it. I think I saw it on the Cheeseburger Network, just a cheeseburger in around, that uh, there exists out there erotica. And it is, I should mention, available in the Amazon store could have on your Kindle uh, dinosaur erotica. And by that I mean stories in which dinosaurs will capture somehow women and then have sex with them and then kill them because they're, you know, dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that behind for many reasons, least of which is I don't have a lot of time. Ass play, yay or nay. I'm definitely going to go in the nay category. <laughs> I've just realized that all of my things so far have involved sex, and, you know, that's fun and funny, but uh, I hope they sort of veer away from the, that topic occasionally, because it can get old, but uh, I assume they do, because the next subject that they spoke of quite at length is that one of these guys had cancer and went through chemotherapy, and uh, it got very serious and yet not dark. So uh, I like that, just sort of an honest talk about that, which is kind of interesting because if you've ever listened to the Adam Parola podcast, you will know that Bald Brian, who is on that one, has brain cancer, a tumor. It is a tumor. So uh, perhaps one of the ingredients for a good podcast is you need someone who had cancer. I, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, if that sort of section of that podcast made me think that this is more than just a bunch of idiots sitting around talking about dinosaur erotica. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that it's nice that it could be on multiple levels. So definitely check it out for yourself. Uh, I will, I can't imagine not bring back some more in the future. And I like it. Folks, one more podcast that I probably won't have enough time to fit in to the full desire that I wish to. But that is just how a Internet Day episode works. Jam-packed! I cannot help myself. <laughs> Burp! Look at it, I'm so packed, I'm, I've got uh, to release burps. Uh, this is a episode of Kevin Pollock's Chat Show. Yes, a staple. 
a fan favorite, I assume, because no one's ever said stop bringing them back. The Kevin Pollock's Chat Show is the very first podcast I ever experienced it. Experience it with. Episode 1 with LeVar Burton. I will be honest that uh, I came for the LeVar Burton, but stayed for the Kevin Pollock. And uh, it's just part of the reason I am doing this is because watching him and seeing the things that are possible on the podcast medium where sort of anything goes, uh, it's just a great amount of love flowing all around the podcasting things. So, when his guest is none other than Greg Proops, Greg Proops, who probably, if I had to guess, most widely known from whose line is it anyway. However, I get most of my Greg Proops exposure from his podcast, and the fact that he is one of those individuals who I just love because they do the podcast rounds, as I like to call them. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, Kevin Paul came up in this episode and has a couple times before. He calls it uh, the new jury duty, in that if you are a podcaster, such as these two, part of being in that world means you have to sort of go around and do other people's podcasts. He said it, and says it kind of negatively, perhaps sarcastically negatively, but uh, I think if you have the choice, he may not do as many podcast rounds, as I call them, as he does. Still, it, it it's sort of that give and take between brethren. On that note, if you have a podcast and want me to do it, you know, feel free to have me on it. And uh, if you ever want to be on mine, just, you know, come on my drive to work. Problem solved. Uh, I love this episode. This is probably one of my favorite episodes. Oh, uh, sort of on that note, Greg Proops is the very first of 186 Kevin Pollock's chat show episodes in which we have had a guest return for a second sit-down and chat. So that was kind of cool. And as you can imagine, with these two podcasty titans sitting down, having a chat for an hour and change, the, the topic, quite often, is going to turn to podcasting. I feel like I've said the word podcast more times in this particular podcast than I ever have podcast. But, uh, you know... That's the nature of the beast. They talked about, how I have mentioned, the sort of uh, ability to do and say whatever you want. I mean, you, you could say bad things and have repercussions, which I'm sure they both have done so. But uh, for the most part, it's the world is your oyster to do with as you see fit. Uh, Greg Proops has... <laughs> oh, this was kind of a very interesting story. And very, I think I would call it like a showbiz story. He just recorded a new comedy special. He is, I think, you could sort of, I don't think you pigeonhole him into saying he's a stand-up comedian, but a lot of what he does is sort of in that vein. And uh, he just recorded a special. And for various reasons, and I think really the easiest way to say it is, for various showbiz-type reasons, his special has been, uh, I don't want to say kibosh, kiboshed, but uh, it did not come out when planned. Let's, let's put it that way. And a uh, whole sort of interesting stories and behind-the-scenes peaks as to why something like that would happen, which I cannot go into because I'm at home and have to stop talking, talking and recording it and calling it a podcast. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. 
Folks, that will leave one final thing to say, which is, of course, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper